Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor. With more than 30 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings, you'll learn to take your mortgage practice to new heights. Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of KineticSparkConsulting.com. Here is Jennifer Duplessis. Hello and welcome back to the Mortgage Lending Mastery Podcast. This is your host, Jen Duplessis. I want to say thank you again for allowing to me to be your mentor, your teacher, the person who you can come to to learn about new ideas and techniques to continue to keep your business moving forward and for you to achieve as much success as you're looking to find. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the seventh way to make an impact in your mortgage practice. And today we're going to talk about time blocking. And I know this is something that a lot of people don't like the name for, but I will tell you that in order to do the type of volume that I do or the amount of volume that I do annually, time blocking is extremely critical. And so why not get in the habit now? So if you're new in the business or you've been in the business for a while and and you just can't seem to get everything finished in the day that, that you want done, why not consider some time blocking? I've had lots of conversations with other top producers in the country, all the way from New Jersey to California, and all of us have one theme in common, among other themes that we have as well. But one thing we have in common is that we're very stingy about our time and we're very cognizant of making sure that we get to the important things first and then everything else will come behind that. And as I've mentioned before in my podcast, um, the most important thing is lead generation activities, lead generating activities or LGA and making sure that every day those activities get done first and then customer service will come second. And it's not to say that my customer service level is poor. It's not, believe me, because my business is 100% referral and that only happens when you're providing good service. But in order to provide good service to people, you have to be present 100%. You can't serve people by being distracted and typing on the computer and trying to make a copy of something. So time blocking is really, really critical. So I'm going to give you a couple tips on, on time, block, time blocking today. And of course, at my website, kineticsparkconsulting.com, in our show notes for today on episode 7, you will find um, some charts and some ideas on time blocking calendars just to kind of lay out you know, what's important and and what you should be doing. So today's podcast is going to be a little bit longer. I know I said most of them will be short and sweet, but this is really, really a critical piece. In fact, this is something that I do most of my um, speaking and training when I'm asked to speak at at groups in mortgage companies and um, associations like the Mortgage Bankers Association, etc. 
uh, this is the the one thing that I'm asked to speak most about, and usually the topic is uh, either working nine to five, what a way to make a living, or marketing on a shoestring budget. But regardless, it is because of the time blocking that that I am as successful as I am today, and I I really believe that that that's one of the main reasons why I am because everyone says to me, "How do you get all this done?" My gosh, you want me to say something before we hang up on a phone call. You want me to do the great retrace. You want me to call the listing agent. You want me to call the referral partner before the client. You want me to do the three, two, one, eeny, meeny, miny goes. You want me to spend time blueprinting and doing presentations and visiting borrowers' offices and writing success stories. Yep. All of that. All of that is able to be done when you're time blocking. So in order to time block, you need to know what your role is. So there are three major questions, and I call this finder, minder, and grinder. Are you the finder in your business? Are you the person that goes out and finds the business and develops the relationships uh, to create all of the referrals and the leads? Or are you better being a minder, where you like to ensure that the process is running smoothly, that when we ask for pay stubs, that they're coming back, that when we requested an appraisal, we're monitoring to make sure it comes back. Or are you the grinder, the person who is making the flyers and printing the flyers and putting the packages together and doing your expense report and managing your budget? Now, some of you may be saying, Jen, I'm all three of those. I am the finder, the minder, and the grinder. And I'm here to tell you that I was the finder, minder, and grinder in my mortgage practice as well. But there will become a time where you're not all of those pieces. And in fact, if you don't have an assistant, go find one immediately. What the assistant can do for you will change your business wholeheartedly. And let's be honest. If you don't hire an assistant now when your business is not as high as you expect it to be, when it is, you won't have time to train them. And the excuse always is, you know, I can just, it's faster to do it myself than to train and teach somebody. So bring them on now. So think about this, depending on the market that you're in. Um, Let's say you're going to pay an assistant $24,000 to $35,000 a year. Remember, you're not paying that today. You're paying it in small chunks of $2,000 a month, for example. So you can't tell me that your assistant could not do some of the grinding and minding work while you're out talking to people generating one new loan a month. That's all you need is one new loan a month. Now, if your assistant is doing all of the the minding and the grinding for you and you're out golfing by yourself or eating bonbons watching TV during the middle of the day, then it's not going to work. So you want to make sure that everybody knows their precise role. So as the finder, your job is to do your first and tens, your daily phone calls. Your job is to do seminars. Your job is to meet with your realtor partners, your referral partners, uh, to attend seminars, to get exposure, to hold client parties, all of those activities, and more. But your job is to bring the business in. That is your highest and best use. Your job is also 
in the finder position. And most importantly, is to meet with the clients or talk with your clients and structure the loans and truly be the loan officer that that you're supposed to be. The minder is the person who makes sure that the loan process is going smoothly, who collects the documents from the borrower and reviews the documents. Your minder should be a really good loan processor or underwriter who's tired of talking to paper and wants to talk to people. Bring them out of that and bring them into into your fold. But the minder is the person who is doing all of those activities because, quite frankly, you can't serve your client properly by spreading yourself too thin. So when I'm meeting with a customer and I'm going through a loan um, analysis or, or I'm talking to them up in my discovery meeting and I'm receiving pay stubs and W-2s and, and frantic emails from other borrowers at the same time, I'm definitely not serving my borrower that I'm sitting in front of because I'm distracted and worried about all the things I'm going to have to do when we finish this co- this meeting. And I'm also not serving my other clients who are waiting impatiently for a response from me in my emails. And if you're like me, your emails are flooded every day. You know, you get anywhere from 50 to two, 300 emails a day. And it's impossible to get back to everybody. So you're really not serving anybody but anyone, including yourself, because you're putting undue stress on your health and your emotional state of being. And then this business becomes too taxing for you. So your minder needs to be the person who is scheduling appointments, who is review, watching and looking at your email and responding quickly to, to requests by borrowers while you are out there building your business and bringing in more loans for the minder to make more money with. Then the last part is the grinder. So who's the person who is putting together your mailers and is entering all of your expenses and submitting your reports? All of those activities are the grinder's job. You can have your assistant do it. Maybe you split the tasks where your assistant does all the mails, mailings and things and you do the budgeting and, and those types of activities um, as the CEO of your practice. Or you can hire someone else to do it. Hire a mom who needs just a couple hours a, um, a day or a couple hours a week just to get away from the kids or the kids are at school and she's uh, was an accountant or she just wants some to get into an office so that she uh, doesn't go crazy. Um, you can hire her for 10 or $15 an hour and she's perfect for doing that. And she's not involved with your loan files. She's involved with just some of the peripheral things, putting packages together for all of the presentations and seminars and classes that you're going to be doing or your flyers um, or posting for you on Facebook. So there's all kinds of things that other people can be doing for you. We are worth so much more money than 10 or 15 or $20 an hour. So you should not be doing those activities. So keep a list. Start writing it down today. This goes way back in my tenure in this business when we used to write down every 15 minutes what we were doing. I'm not saying to do that. I'm just saying that every task that you do, write down the task, whether it's um, printing, whether it's um, you know um, reviewing a pay stub, whether it's meeting a real estate agent one-to-one, 
whether it's going to a networking event, whatever the activity is or the task, write it down and then later categorize it as, is this a finder, a minder, or a grinder job? And pretty soon you're going to find that you've already developed a job description for each of you. Now, in our business, it's a little difficult for you as a loan officer to be a minder and not a finder. If you want to be a minder, then you should be a processor. You should be a loan officer assistant to another loan officer. So if you find it's just too difficult to go out there and meet with clients and develop and bring in business, then you might want to consider doing something else um, in the industry or you want to consider coaching with me because I'll be happy to help you get over that hump. There are a lot of people that I'm coaching currently who were processors and were underwriters and now feel that they can do a better job as a loan officer and because they know how the process goes and they're better at looking at paperwork, etc. But you know what they forgot? They forgot how to that they have to learn how to sell and how to bring business in. And so they need the most help. And while they're great at one side, they may not necessarily be as good as bringing it, at bringing in the business. So if that's you, don't fret. There's Keep listening to my podcast. You'll continue to learn more and more about that. So I want to make sure that you have some a little bit of information on that just to get started in our um, top 10 ways to impact your mortgage practice. I want you to think about that time blocking and say, as a finder, what part of the day am I going to be finding business? And we've talked about making those first and tens of the three, two, one, eeny, meeny, miny, go calls. But so are you going to do those from nine to 10? Are you going to do them from 10 to 11? That's a time block and you want to be consistent and do it every single day. Maybe you do it twice a day. You know, technically you should be prospecting 10 hours I'm sorry, not 10 hours a day. I was thinking that. 10 hours a week. So that means you're going to have to be prospecting at least two hours every day. Keeping in mind that prospecting isn't necessarily making these phone calls. It's also being in front of people. So for example, and I will post this on the show notes, um, I set up an example of time blocking. A typical day might look like, you know, in the morning you work out, you do your daily affirmations, you get a little tidbit on the news so you know what the market's doing. Um, planning out your day, part of that blueprinting, you know, just saying, okay, where am I going? I'm confirming all my appointments. Do I have everything I need? And then your first appointment, your, your first thing that you do is you make your phone calls from nine to 10. And then you make, uh, from 10, maybe at 10 and two, you're meeting with a realtor or at 10, you're meeting with a client for a discovery meeting, and at two, you're meeting with a referral partner. Those count as your lead generating activities in your prospecting or finding time in your time block. There's a book called Never Eat Alone, and I will be sure to post that, that up um, on the show notes, but Never Eat Alone is, is exactly what it says. It says, don't eat alone. Use that time to um, meet with um, a client, to take a past client to lunch, to have breakfast. It's having the breaking the bread with, with anybody and everybody. So if you're making calls in the morning from 9 to 10 and then you have an appointment at 10 and you have lunch with somebody and then you have an appointment at 2, right there you have done lead generating activities as the finder all day long. But if that's what you're doing as the finder and you are also the minder, now you're stressed. 
because when are you going to get to following up with all of the referrals? When are you going to get to following up with reviewing pay stubs and W-2s and the tax analysis on a client and your your processors pulling you? It just doesn't make sense that you don't have somewhat of a team, even if it's just you and a loan officer assistant and you're sharing the grinding position. It just doesn't make sense not to be doing that. You are holding yourself back and I would beg you to please get out of your own way so that you can succeed and run forward and watch out because if you're closing whatever number five six loans a month you're going to quickly go to 12 if you're closing 12 or 15 you're going to quickly go to 18 or 20 etc because you're freeing up the ability for you to bring more into the hopper by not bogging yourself down with doing the minding job and this isn't that you're not capable I'm certainly capable of doing that I I'm very capable I used to be an underwriter I'm very capable of underwriting alone and looking at all the details but it is not my highest and best use and that's what you need to decide is where do you want to be spending your time and how can you serve your client better so you're going to be going to closings you're going to be doing networking. You're going to be doing some stacking appointments that we'll talk about in a later time. And you will we'll see it on the show notes about stacking, but you'll we'll be talking about that in a further podcast. Um, but there is so much that you need to do in a day that you need to carve out when should you be doing the finding job, when should you be doing the minding job, and when you, you should you be doing your grinding um, duties and activities. And I will ask you, please don't do grinding activities during the day. That is not the time to do it. Nine to five is sales time. That is not the time to be um, working on your budget. It's not the time to be printing things for next week. You do that after hours. That's not the time to be doing that. So that's what today's podcast is about, is blocking your time and recognizing when exactly or what your role is, and then how do you make sure that you put all of those pieces into your daily calendar and block out the time to ensure that everything gets accomplished. And to make it easier on yourself, please look into hiring a loan officer assistant today. Okay, so there's time blocking. I um, Please ask and encourage you to go to iTunes and give me your feedback on what you're hearing and let me know what else you need. Um, from me, if what more information you would like about time blocking, because it's extremely critical. We'll bring in some um, some other loan officers here coming up soon, who will talk about time blocking and how they structure their day as well. Um, what I gave you today was an example of how you might want to start your time blocking, but. Certainly, it's not how I do it anymore. I started that way. I've started blocking a little differently, and I know other loan officers block even more differently. But the key thing here today is who who are you and what is your role? Are you the finder? Are you the minder? Or are you the grinder? And if you're going to be the grinder, then most likely you want to reconsider being a loan officer in this industry because you're not out there getting and generating the leads that need to keep you financially sound. So um, I look forward to talking to you again. And until then, happy selling. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a comment or rating. Get more free email updates, transcripts, selling and education resources, and Jen's upcoming speaking events. 
just visit our website at kineticsparkconsulting.com. Thank you.